When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's do it. There's some hardware on the table. We're not going to apologize for winning. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. A Marconi Award from NAB, the National Association of Broadcasters, for the Network Syndicated Personality of the Year for yours truly, and I thank all of you. Earlier on the show, Brown's defensive end, Miles Garrett. Coming up, NFL Network insider, Tom Pelissero. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Tom Pelissero making his way to our studio to tell us everything that he normally would tell us on Zoom. How does that sound? He's going to be here in person here in this hour. Miles Garrett slated to Zoom in any minute. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We've just been chit-chatting all day about the Thursday night football game, Bills and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and what in the world did happen with James Harden when he showed up to try and get on a plane in Milwaukee. Uh, which wound up beating the Philadelphia 76ers last night. Damon Lillard with a very nice game uh, in his first contest as a Buck. Uh, we did what's more likely my top five most intriguing matchups. The Browns and the Seahawks are on that list for week number eight. Miles Garrett slated to, slated to join us in a second. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the program. Let's uh, sneak in a phone call before we get to uh, Miles um let us go to rob in charlotte north carolina what's up rob hey rich thanks for taking my call thanks for making it i have listened to you for years on the table for the fumble through the end zone play yes sir and on sunday you were proven wrong defensive player knocked the ball out at the one inch yard line you're saying he shouldn't benefit from that action meaning what like but had he knocked the ball out uh, on the half-yard line. Had he, had he knocked the ball out of the half-yard line, Rob, and it had somehow rolled out of bounds, you know, um, and and in front of the pylon, then the ball would have stayed with Atlanta, you know? Then it would have still been Desmond Ritter's. The rules for between the goal lines and outside the goal lines are different. At the same point, um, uh, yeah. it happened at the other end of the field, is it not going to be a safety now because you fumble through your own end zone? You no, I. Of the rules. I just think it's too arbitrary to want to to award to uh, a defense that had had been giving up all those yards the entire time. So, but I appreciate the call, Rob, because I've got a defensive player of the year candidate of uh, of note, an MVP candidate on the Zoom. I am so happy to have this man on the program. I've enjoyed watching him play this year, to say the least. I've had Cleveland Browns fans. There he is, the man of the hour, Miles Garrett. How are you, Miles? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know, I just, you know what, I, you know how I prepared for this interview, Miles? 
How so? I crossover dribbled for the last three minutes just to try and get ready for this thing. <laughs> you know, I've got that move. It's a, it's a good warm-up, especially when you're rushing. Now, has anybody looked at you on the other side of the line of scrimmage and saying, what are you doing when, when you're doing that? Have, have you elicited no. a response? From anybody? No, no, no responses yet. I, I might draw one here this year, maybe this game, next game. What are you? So, like, where did this come from for you? Where, where, where did this uh, idea come from for you? Just the hooping roots. Uh, I've always done it in practice and had fun doing it. Just wanted to, you know, finally bring that stuff uh, to the 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 real deal, the in, real field in the game, in an actual game. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, and um, and so you just thought I'm going to try it, and does that uh, does that actually get you in a rhythm? Does it actually work for you, Moss? It does. I, I feel like it. Uh, it kind of messes with their head you know, going into it. <laughs> okay. so they figure they don't know where the hell I'm going if I'm actually you know, coming. So right. And then I add a jab step to it, or add multiple, or and then you know add the variable, you know, just going through the guy chest, or just you know, I, I know they're worried. well again and and uh man do i have so many questions to ask you um i imagine is it the was the tennessee game the first time you had two guys travel with you uh on the line of scrimmage pre-snap ever in your life miles yeah that's the first i've had no one guy travel with me and then they he doubled me with the the tackle i've never had two guys who, who just were designated to, to follow me wherever I went. I've never seen that personally or with, with any other player. That's, that is correct. And so, um, me too. Um, and so, uh, at one point in the game, what at what point did you realize two Tennessee Titans were traveling with you whenever you motioned on your side of the line of scrimmage? Well, that, that play that they got kind of... Uh, circulated. That was that was a play. I kind of realized that I was just moving around, and I think uh, we came out the huddle and they're like, "Are oh, you going to end up over there with Z?" But kind of delay it. So I kind of started on the right side, and then you know once they got in the formation, I started making my way over to the Darius's side, and so I'm following. So I was like, "I, I think they might be a." Uh, I mean, locked in on me. So I go back. I was like, I still got some time, but it's, it's about 15 seconds left. I go back, and they don't start running back over. I was like. Oh, we can we can do this all day because you know, y'all have to get set. So I started going back and a uh, clock's ticking and gets down to two, one, zero. And they have to they have to call a, a timeout. So that's definitely a, a fun memory, knowing that they those guys were trying to you know, make sure that they were they they were on me and they didn't they even think about, you know, we have to both be set. I know they just got the message from coach. So you're doubling him, they don't care what happens. Right. Cause normally the pre-snap penalty you might elicit is causing a tackle to jump to make sure that they get the jump on you. But this is maybe the first time the pre-snap penalty was a motion penalty that you caused just because you were motioning yourself laterally. I've never seen anything like that in my entire time. That's a, that's a first. That's it. We're trying to break new ground. See what see we can uh, make oh, wow. this do to, to respect me. I... <laughs> Do you feel that you're not respected, Miles? Uh, definitely feel respected, uh, but should always uh, earn some more and always elicit more fear. Mm-hmm. And in terms of that, do you feel that your game is better than ever? Do you feel that things have stepped up 
you have stepped it up this year that you are on a different level than previous years right now, Miles? I definitely feel uh, at the top of my game, but like I've been um, entering and kind of reaching my prime if I'm not in it. Okay. And uh feel like, you know, surrounded by, you know, like-minded individuals you know, on, on the defense with, with coaches and players allowing me to, to flourish and vice versa. So I think it's a combination of both me, you know, really hitting my stride and you know, the guys that I'm with you know, well, really being passionate about making each other better. No, I, I know I might be entering territory that uh, I, I, I shouldn't, but why were you smiling and laughing while I was asking that question? What were you, what was going through your mind there? What's that? What's that I, about? I had a teammate behind the, uh, behind the camera who, oh. who was nodding his head. <laughs> In agreement <laughs> that you have stepped your game up. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, very yes. good. Okay, so, okay, very good. And so what has Jim Schwartz brought to the equation that may have aided in that process for you, Miles? Just being, you know, very cooperative, you know, bringing that that swagger, that that passion to the game, you know, someone who's locked in completely, knows knows how to get you know, his guys going and focus on the, the task at hand. You know, not being present in that moment, and uh, playing for each other, those things that he, he always preaches, you know, just per, on a personal level with him and I, just knowing that I play, I'm a very instinctual player. Uh, I you know, go with how I feel as far as, you know, run pass and how to attack those things. So I'm, I'm definitely going to play, you know, throughout the scheme. But you know, if I see something and, you know, we, we talked about it, but, you know, this the the one look I, I've seen and I'm going to hit it from here. And you know, the card says here, and I know that, that linebacker, he sees me go. He's gonna fill. He's like, no, you you, you take your shot. No, you you come down here. You play a hundred percent. No, we'll make you right. And you no, know, having a coach that's just you know being able to level with me like that, and uh, you no know, guys behind me that are able to to make me right if things go wrong. I couldn't ask for a better situation. It just allows me to fly around at you know at high speeds and then make plays. Have you not had that in previous times? That's sort of... uh, not the, not at that like uh, level. I didn't have those liberties. No, I kind of had uh, some in pass at, at certain times, mm-hmm. but no, not the way it is now. Where it's like running pass. You no, know, you you were able to go make plays, and you know, we'll make you right. It's 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 been different this year. Miles Garrett here on the Rich Eisen Show, and it looks different. It feels different. Do you feel as obviously um, the uh, quarterback situation there with Deshaun being hurt and P.J. Walker obviously um, doing a terrific job when he's gotten in there that you and your defensive mates feel that it's your job to win the day to make sure whatever happens on offense is good enough, Miles. Yeah, I mean, whatever they put up, it has to be good enough. And uh, I think that's exciting for not only for me, but for us as a defense, no put uh, the team on our backs an opportunity where you know, they might be able to put up you know, 38, 39 like last game, or you know, we might get 17, 20. And even if we put up you know, 7 or 10, you know, who, who says other opposing offense has to score? You know, we, can, we can get after guys where we've shown the ability to to, to lock down you know, team for, for 60 minutes. So that's that's kind of the thrill of it. Now, how, how great do we want to be? And in terms of how great do you want to be, um, who – who else do you put in your category in in the NFL? Like, Who else at, at your position 
do you think uh, is in your in your category, Miles? That you look at and their game is. There? Uh, I'll review it as well. You know, I, I try to kind of say there's different situations for for different people. I think there are a lot of athletic freaks. There are very smart players who make the most out of their their situation, and some who flourish and, and where they're at and you know you see see you know guys who are just absolutely outstanding and you know you can you can name you know, more than a few but you also have guys who who kind of don't get the the pub and the love that they they should you know, you know seattle has one with uh with uh mafe you got you got brian burns who i believe you no know, needs more love you no know, chubb who got paid but doesn't get the respect that he should mm-hmm. or you have the you have the common guys, you know, the the TJs, the 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 Knicks. You have the the Micahs, but you know, Judon still have a rusher. Shaq Barrett still have a rusher. Vaughn is still getting healthy. There's a, there's a lot of guys who on any given day can give you, you know, uh, you know big numbers across the the stat sheet. It's about you know being put in that position and you know making the, the most out of those opportunities. You know, I I, I want to say that um, I'm I'm the best that I can be, mm-hmm. but as far as where no, I, I rank myself. I don't think ranking yourself uh, a lot that puts you in a box. You know, you want to break free of any any molds that uh, anyone puts you in. So, what do you say to folks who consider the MVP a quarterback award? What do you say to that, Miles? I think it's a load of crap, and I think the last time someone should have won a, an MVP would be JJ uh, Watt with the outstanding year. I think he had in 2012. Mm-hmm. I think that that was easily his award. And uh, uh, we have an offensive player of the year award. So, you know, if you want to you know, get the best offensive player uh, uh, an award, you know, we have that handled. But the best player, the one who's, who's most respected, most feared, and makes the most game-changing plays shouldn't just go to a, a quarterback or a wide receiver. You know, it should go to the guy who's, who's, you know, who had the, who's been game-planned all week, who has to respect who, who you're avoiding. And you know, when that time comes, he makes that play. That that's positionless. And so, as for the quarterback there in Deshaun Watson, the conversation had nationally in many ways is that he and the Browns um, might have, you know, some issues with one another, and he doesn't really want to play. And you've heard that, I'm sure. What what do you see from Deshaun, and uh, on that front about him being out there, Miles? I've only heard that from, I mean, a few uh, outside media that uh, I get through. I guess, you know, friends and family. And that's not any kind of uh, vibe that we get from them. That's not the reaction that I, I have at all from you know, when I'm you know, sitting down and, and talking to them or we're on the field. You know, the guys are raring to go. And it'd be, it'd be wrong of me to ask him to, to come back as you know, less than you know, the player that we've known him as, you know, uh, a playmaker on uh, on all levels, whether you know in the pocket, scrambling, you know, you know, throwing, throwing off the run, and, or you know throwing the deep ball, another like, guy can do it all. So to not allow him to to be at his best, or trying to to make him come back sooner than you know, what he needs to to recover and, and help you no know, help us win. That that be that be wrong of us as not only not only players but as fans. You no. Know, that we have to be have some understanding of you know, the situation and know that this guy really wants to win. That's why that's why he's here. 
Miles Garrett, a few minutes left with Miles. I uh, uh, just want to hit on you a little bit uh, before I let you go uh, on the day there in Cleveland. Um, so you are a part owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers now, Miles. Is that uh, did I read that correctly? Yeah. Yes, sir. What minority is, stake. Okay, yeah. So what does uh, Miles Garrett, minority owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, do? Like, what, uh, what, what, what are you like in management, Miles? What do you got for me? On that front, <laughs> yeah, for me. I think my my managerial roles will be you know, a little bit uh take a little bit of backseat. It's okay. more the ambassadorship that I you know, okay. take pride in. You know, being able to ambassador not only for football but for basketball and the, and the Cavs. You know, being able to support the Cavs, you know, worldwide, going to different games or you know showing showing up to games, and you know some sometimes like maybe you know doing. Some of the events they have during the the game, or okay. you know, controlling them, controlling the music, debuting some of their jerseys, uh, maybe some you know, different events that I can be a part of to help you know uh, make the people aware and, and reach a different uh, uh, platform or people that they they wouldn't normally reach. Uh, what about uh, going to practice and uh, showing some guys how to body up? Anything like that? You want to be part of that, Miles? What do you think? Hey, them, if if they up? want to bring me in to show show them how to box up, you know, rebound, okay. sure. attack the rim, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can do all that. What, what about, they might just have to wait a little bit. What about a ten day in March? A ten day contract, Miles? What about a ten day? What do you think? Um, me and Dan have been talking about this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's super necessary. Oh, oh, is that right? Is that right? I mean, we we've been talking about this a little bit. See, see if uh, if uh, we could we can make something work. But uh, I. Uh, I will never stop loving loving ball and okay. You know, if we can if we can make a push, why not? What about a double double? You could do a double double, right? I get a double double out of you, Miles. At least ten and ten. You definitely get a double. I'll, I'll attack the board. I'll be there. Okay, <laughs> couple right. block shots. I figured. And then, uh, what are your Halloween plans? Uh, we saw Vecna from Stranger Things. We've seen the Grim Reaper. I believe those are your last two Halloween costumes. What do we have on tap for Tuesday, Miles? Oh man, I don't. I don't want to. Give it away. Okay. But uh, I'll give, give you a little hint, you know. Okay. I think it's, there's 23, 23 technically weeks in the entire NFL season. Mm-hmm. And the number 23 is very synonymous with uh, the theme of this, this movie, Monster. Okay. Okay. Anybody in the Rich Eisen Show studio, can you pick up on that? Because I'm, I'm 23. 23. For this monster, that's so you're going. Um, well, your number's ninety-five. So, um, all right. But movie, does it? Not, it's uh, twenty-three. I think of Jordan. Obviously, yeah. that's the first thing I think of. But no, you're laughing. So them, I'm way off. I'm not. I'm not even warm. You didn't think of Bron? Uh, okay, LeBron. No, I'm, I'm a different. I'm. I'm fifty-four. You know what I mean? I, I think that's of Jordan. Right. You know, that's my. That's my era. Um, okay, Miles. Interesting. Nice little. Uh, uh, and and is your front lawn already decked out with the uh, tombstones of quarterbacks that you've sacked? Do we have that already? Is that already out there? Not not tombstones this time, but there are definitely quarterbacks uh, hanging up in my in my yard. <sighs> okay. <laughs> what do you? What, okay. What do you mean? Just fr- from from all different parts from the house? What do we got from the from the eaves of your house? What do you got hanging up? What do you mean? Uh, from you know different. You know, there are some kind of. Okay. Strung up on the walls in oh, my okay. garage, kind right. of like a house of pain, as you would say, and then some kind of strung up like scarecrows. Okay. 
All right. Of all, another hint. Of all quarter. Okay. You're dropping hints. And these are all of quarterbacks that you've sacked, is what you're saying, that you've gotten, you've bagged. Sacked, sacked or, got, or you know, going to this season. Ah, mm. I like it. I like it. Well, all right. Put it up anyway, because we, 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 we got to these two tombstones for you. Uh, <laughs> it's the uh, Colts offensive lineman you leaped without touching, and then the kicker you blocked this past weekend, Quentin Nelson and Matt Gay, tombstones for you. Uh, Miles, we had that prepared for this conversation. What do you think? What do you Man, think? I love it. I appreciate it. Listen. That's sweet. Well, I got to tell That's you. Sweet. Uh, I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. So, um, as you pointed out, somebody asked you that question of how are you able to do it and nobody else is, and then uh, your answer was great, Miles. I got to be honest with you. Thank you. you uh, <laughs> it was good. Well. I- Answer from the heart. You're a one of one. Miles, thank you for the call. Thank you for the Zoom. I really appreciate it. I love watching you ball out. Before I let you go, your message for Browns fans from here on out is what, Miles? What do you have? Thank uh, you. Expect a lot, and uh, we'll deliver more. Miles, you take care of yourself. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. You as well. Thank you. You got it. That's Miles Garrett getting set to go uh, add Geno Smith to his front yard, I guess. Or his... <laughs> Horse Garage, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That is right there, a possible most valuable player in the National Football League. That was fun. That went about as well as I had hoped. That was great. Because I just have so many questions for him. He heard you and was laughing. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Which is what? Adding Geno Smith to his his garage wall. Okay, very good. It's true. I was, I was if, I, if Geno Smith said, oh, my God, for Aaron Donald, <laughs> yeah, what's he going to say of Miles Garrett? He's going to evoke the same emotion. Oh, I my think. God. Oh, Remember that yeah. mic picked up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just disappointed you didn't ask him about the vibranium because I, I think uh, well, his body's filled with it. Yeah, maybe he goes. So who could that be? 23? I'm wondering if it's a Monster? Monsters, Inc. Uh, costume. Remember that old Disney? That old Disney? What does 23 have to do with it? First it was a code in, in, in the movie that had something to do with interaction with humans. Oh, okay. I looked it up. Did you Google 23 and Monster? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did, did a picture did of Jordan too. come up? <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Let's take a break. Tom Pelissero is here. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Let's get some information in person next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on our uh, Roku channel feed. Bad form, man. Bad form. Guy sits down and you immediately ask him about your fantasy play. That's plays. not true. I how waited, many, how I waited how many, three minutes. Tom Pelissero. <laughs> before he sat down. How many times that happened in your life? Where friends of yours, anybody, colleagues of yours, just, every day. Like, hey man, just literally give me, give me every what's day up, like, about their fantasy team. I would say, and listen, I, I appreciate the passion, right? These are the people who pay our Look, bills. I was going to text them last night, but I'm like, no, the engagement. Pay, I'm pays none of your bills. <laughs> Right, so this is different. Second, what bills does Chris Brockman pay in the Pelissero household? When I meet people for the first time, okay, you know, sure. you're at a party and sure. you're just trying to blend into the to the woodwork, and then immediately it's oh, so I got um, George Pickens this week or Zay Flowers. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you think? I'm just like, oh, they ask you for that. They they get Come into on. that, and I, what That's... I always say is I haven't won a fantasy league in 20 years, what? and it's because I perpetually draft people a year too soon. Because there's always that yeah. like bit of inside oh, information. You, yeah, of, oh, look at this guy. Like, I, I told the story recently when Travis Kelsey was a rookie. I talked to a scout who had watched him in the preseason. Was like, oh, this Kelsey, like he's the next Gronk in Kansas City. I was like, you know who? I don't, I don't know who this guy is. Right, right, right. So I draft him. Does nothing his rookie year. Drop him in my you know dynasty cap oh, keeper league, and then the next year he becomes oh one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Right. That's the information I have. Not really helpful in fantasy no, football. But different though. But you were he's right. asking like information no, on injury injuries. updates. Like yeah. that, he's you must get that all the time. I think we actually, Rich, we have training videos to tell us not to talk to people like uh, him about this information. Right. <laughs> that's right. You don't want him to get in trouble. I don't want him to get in trouble. I could have texted him last night, but I waited until he got So he literally today. was right yeah, here was like, like 30 seconds ago. And, and you're like, all right, what do you want? Josh Palmer? Josh the ambush should be more effective that way. I got both. And he's like, it's West Coast. We don't know. So leave him alone. Well, what is Kenneth Walker doing? Leave calf? him alone. What are we doing? Calf? By the way. Where'd that come from? a lot of times. Sick guys early in the week. So let's see, let's see what, if anything, he's able to do today. Right. Calves worry me, though. Hey, Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And look who's just stopped by to tell Chris Brockman about his fantasy team and whether his, his star players are injured or not. Well, I got an issue because I sat Gabe Davis last night because Network. I got the stack with Herbert and Josh Palmer. This you know guy. what I mean? All right. Tom, you get Good it. Good to see you, Tom. In person. It's great to be here. It's interesting sitting on the other side of this. I've sat there. Yeah, You've been you have kind enough here. to have me on yes. that side. Yeah. Over here, I feel like there's somehow have more you pressure. Have sat here? This chair is definitely lower. It like, is. you are a solid <laughs> foot hey, above hey, me. Hey, hey, Everybody back hey, off. Hey, hey, you hey. should go to Pico Are Boulevard. We Pico, I thought no, we were no. down in the gundo. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Not that high. Not that high up, am I? I'm just, I'm looking up. No, I don't know. I'm below the desk line. 
That is true. Sinking in here, Tom. Sinking down. You know, your posture is not my problem. All right. Gonna do more Pilates. What's going on in the trade deadline? Anything cooking? Like, what, what? When do you think it's going to heat up? Monday, because it, it depends on what happens Sunday. Oh yeah, there's some of that. I think that one of the interesting things we might have talked about this last week is so many teams that thought they were going to be good yeah. had bad records. Then last weekend, a lot of those teams all won. Yes. So if you're the Patriots, you're the Giants, you're the Vikings, you're the Broncos, you all of a sudden are like, okay, wait, like what sort of spot are we in? And there's teams that are going to be both buyers and sellers at the deadline because one of the things you have to take into account is. There's teams that don't have a lot of draft capital right now. There might be teams that are right up against the salary cap. That doesn't mean that they can't do anything. It might mean that they have to make multiple moves. You might have to, almost like NBA style, offload something to bring something in. So there's going to be a lot of things that are going on in the coming days here. I would tell you what the question you just asked me is the question a lot of GMs have been asking too, which is, is anything actually getting done? Because there's a ton of calls. There's some interesting names that are available. Are these deals actually going to get done by the start of next week? We'll find out. But I wouldn't anticipate there's something coming prior to the games. All right, give me, give me, give me a team who um, is on that sort of um, razor's edge. They lose, they become sellers on Sunday. Well, I think, think there's still some of those teams. I think Tennessee already is in sell mode to a certain degree. Obviously, trading Kevin Byard, he probably wasn't in there plans beyond this season anyway. Right. So you bring in, you get a couple of picks. Again, they were another team that didn't have a lot of picks. You bring in a player who maybe can help you in Terrell Edmonds. Um, so we'll see how that ends up working out. I think that, you know, the Broncos are in a spot where they, they kind of know what they are. They obviously had a lot of picks out the door for both Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. They'd like to get draft capital back. And they're taking on the Chiefs. So let's just and, say but, that that's a, that's a, a tough But if you beat the Chiefs, are you going and trading somebody? If somehow the Broncos beat the Chiefs, hmm. You would feel differently about potentially trading someone away. I would tell you this, as much as there's been a lot of speculation about the Broncos and, you know, making a lot of trades and everybody being available, I'll tell you the prices are still high enough yeah. that nothing is imminent at this point. Doesn't mean that nothing gets done, yeah. but this is not a fire sale. And I think fire sale, I think anybody you want for a late round pick swap, this is not that. It's going to take real picks for them to trade away guys who potentially could be part of their core in the future. What about the Giants and Saquon? That, that seems to me a stretch. Right? Giants have told Saquon that they're not trading him. I don't think John Mara in any universe wants to trade Saquon Barkley. He envisions him being a core part of the future. you got to remember, they were trying to extend him back in last fall. They tried to extend him in March. They tried to extend him again at the deadline. And we really were thinking... Um, you know, at the deadline, that something might get done based on where the numbers were. The, the deadline you're referring to, not a trade the deadline, July, but the, the July. July 17th deadline, that something potentially would get done right, on the contract. Right. So this is a player that they were trying to bring back. It's not as if this was just a right. nothing, one-year type of thing. Like Josh Jacobs, for instance, was in a different spot where there was really no offer until the day or two before July 17th in that deadline. So realistically, is he part of your, your future? With Saquon, they very much envision him being that. So, you know, I think Derrick Henry is an interesting one that I'm sure we'll be, you know, monitoring here. He didn't practice yesterday, which sent off a flurry of text messages Brian of what Burns exactly is going on. practicing today in Carolina. Burns, that one would surprise me if the Panthers trade him. Not impossible. They had a massive offer on the table from the Rams last year. And said no. They turned down. He also wants to get paid a lot of money. So they're going to have decisions to make, but they view him as a building block piece. And unless it is the type of offer that they had last year from the Rams, which was right. two first-round picks, two future ones, and more, I don't envision him going anywhere. Well, I mean, Derrick Henry as well. I mean, if Kevin Byard, again, we were 
with the Titans in London uh, with NFL Network calling that game. And, you know, you got no sense at all that this team thought they were on the brink of maybe packing it in at all. Obviously, they were two and three. They wound up being two and four with that loss. Bayard was is Mr. Tennessee, you know, five-time captain. He was talking about, because we asked him about his leadership role and He's the guy that, you know, rookies were going to for, hey, is there a good chef in town? Is there a good uh, body work person in town? Is there a good anything in town? He he was kind of the concierge and leader of that locker room. And for them to trade him away is a significant uh, a significant sign in my mind. You Could want- Henry, but, but you, and you're like, he wasn't part of their plans. Henry's going to be 30 in January. And his contract's up. Right. So what do you think? I mean, is this finally possibly the moment where they part ways with Henry is and if possible so, who, who would who would be the taker there have been a bunch of teams that have been poking around on running backs throughout the course of recent months here I mean I think that it's obvious you know, a team like the Ravens that's lost a bunch of backs would be a logical potential fit Miami has taken some hits to that position though I don't think Derrick Henry his running style necessarily is right. the exact right fit I mean that's the thing you got to remember with a Derrick Henry who is a, he's like a ball dominant NBA player, right? Where if you were going to bring in Derrick Henry, you need to run his style of offense. You need to get him the ball a lot. You're not going to just run, you know, the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay style of offense Mm -hmm. with that player. It's got to be downhill power running, and you better be prepared to run a certain style. That's, that's a hard thing to do midstream. Having said that, he's a pretty unique player and positionally running back is one of the easier positions to plug and play because there's just there's only so many running plays wide receiver obviously quarterback is gonna be harder than anything but wide receiver is one of the hardest ones too because a million different routes there's all kinds of different concepts getting the rhythm and timing and tempo with the quarterback running back like okay we're gonna run zone right zone left (laughs) inside zone sure we're gonna run power we're gonna run gap like there's not that much that you really have to do so is it possible? Yeah, it's it's possible, and that's one of the the names certainly to monitor here. What about D Hop? That one I have not heard as much. Okay. Um, again, certainly possible. Anytime you've got players who are older players, if you're 28, 29, 30, and you're either on a one year contract or you're in a contract, you're in Bayard's case, he was essentially in a contract year because he had a big number in 2024, took a pay cut this season, probably wasn't going to be back with the team. Those are the guys who most often profile as the players who get traded this time of year because the price isn't going to be that high teams are getting like a one-year rental type situation you know a half-year rental type situation you know you have those outliers though which are like the christian mccaffrey deal where a very unique opportunity for a guy who's still young he's had some injury issues but when he's on the field he's really really good those ones are harder because of the level of capital that's involved in the trade could something along those lines happen? It's certainly possible, but I would not say that people within the league are anticipating that level of blockbuster right now. Let me give you one more wide receiver name here. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, NFL Media Group here on the Rich Eisen Show in his usual Friday spot, kind enough to be here in person this time around. Um, and and clearly, if they fall to three and five, that might be um, a situation to make this more likely or possible. What about Devontae Adams with the Raiders? Is that just a non-starter? What do you think here? I would say this on Devontae Adams. He has made abundantly clear publicly his frustration with the offense. There are reasons to be frustrated with a Raiders offense that's averaging 16 points per game Mm -hmm. when you've got Devontae Adams and you have Josh Jacobs in the backfield. You have Hunter Renfro, who's really not playing at all, and he's been the subject of trade talks uh, for a while now. 
you have to ask yourself, if you're the Raiders and you trade Devontae Adams, what is your end goal? Because essentially then you're saying we're finished for 2023 after you already in 2022 went 7-10. Coming off a 2021 playoff season, you're a head coach in Josh McDaniels who I think it's fair to say there's some level of pressure right now to get this thing turned the right direction. If you trade a Hall of Fame caliber receiver right now, that's going to be a difficult one to explain to your fan base, to your locker room, probably most important, your owner in terms of what exactly is the plan here. Well, that you was have the, to clear it with Mark Davis, don't you think? I mean, if you're Mark Davis, if, you're, if somebody want to trade Adams, of course you don't want to trade him. Why would anybody want to trade this guy? And the question is, though, is is what what? And I'm 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 um, slated to speak with him later on on Zoom for Westwood One's Monday Night Football coverage. Um, Later on today, and uh, I'm I can't. Are you wait asking to... me if you're going to be able to run that interview? No, no, I'm, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm asking about. I'm just mentioning that because I'm 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 excited to talk with him because I I think the world of him. I think he is a plus plus. I think he's going to have a jacket. He's going to have a bust. He's going to have a ring. He's going to all that stuff. The question is the championship ring. That's the question. And uh, why would you want to trade him? You don't want to trade him. But if it doesn't, if it's not working out, and he's not happy about the way it is working out, then you should do your due diligence and get him to a spot where he's happy, where he can get that championship ring, and somebody would be able, you know, to make it worth your while, like well, a that's godfather precisely, offer. That is precisely the conundrum, because the Raiders have gotten calls about Devontae Adams, among others. I'd call to this for this point, yeah. they have not been willing to move him, and they've made clear to Devontae Adams that they are not going to trade him. We still have four days till the trade deadline. The Raiders are in a really unique spot. Remember, that's the Monday night game. Yeah. The trade deadline Four comes about 15 hours after they're going to be walking off the field. Yeah. It comes up really fast. So you're talking about you know instantaneous types of decisions. Obviously, there have been a lot of discussions like every team has about, okay, what are the different possibilities here? Yes. But everybody else plays Sunday. So then you've got, okay, you've at least got the day to make calls and things. It's harder for the Raiders to say, well, this game's going to be our guide because they're going to wake up the next morning. It's going to be like, we got to do something now if we're going to do it at all. To this point, they've had no willingness, no interest in trading Devontae Adams. Could potentially things evolve in the coming days here? I don't think you can rule anything out. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take a break and we'll finish up this show uh, with Tom and everything else going on in the NFL with some injuries. Uh, Brockman's already scouring the waiver wire of his fantasy league to give names to Tom to ask. And TJ, if you've got Tom's uh, attention, you want to give him some questions about your, your fantasy team? I like to do it offline so my teammate, my guys in my league don't hear. That's TJ. There's no I in TJ. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on our show, the Rich Eisen Show live on the Roku channel. Live. Live. We're live. We're doing it live. Right now, And look live. who's sitting right here. By the way, I think our eyesight is right online. <laughs> Hold on, no, look at look at this monitor right here. Oh, it's an optical illusion. My eyes illusion. are below your chin. It's an optical <laughs> illusion. No. Two dimensions. In 3D, I feel like I'm looking right at you. Slower the chair. <laughs> <laughs> there. Isn't that, I think that's more. Now that you look like amazing. a child of Benihana. Now you look like. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way. Big. I'd well, love to be. Yeah. Benihana. Benihana's great. I kids love it. I might have to go today. I love Are you really? Maybe. Now you just put the idea in my head. That's I great. Get, I get Benny Hunter to go, and I, I told these guys once you were on vacation. I, to yeah. go? Yeah, Ben Lyons was hosting, and yeah, him and Brian Benny to go. Like, what are we what doing? What are you doing? Because the point of Benny Hanna is, is, is to go. Studio Benny Hanna to go? Yeah, because, well, if I go by myself, I don't. I just want my food. I don't want the pomp and circumstance. The only reason why to get Benny Hanna to go is if you could get the setup. And the chef to come with you because, you know, the whole business is yeah, fine. Flip, but, it yeah, flip it up and then yeah. put it in a pocket. I just want to eat lunch, in the man. Hat. I don't, I don't want to, like, so you're the, the, you're the guy the that skips out on going to the Broadway show to buy the soundtrack. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not, a, that's not a bad back. analogy. By the way, back in the day, I never thought, what's in that guy's pocket? Like, no, let me it's, eat it's something. Shrimp tails. I know that, but then, like, <laughs> would you ever eat anything out of anybody's no, pop, of shirt not. pocket anymore? No, well, I mean, you're asking a man who ate a PB&J sandwich with a piece of hat. In well, because he had to. <laughs> you know, he, he took, would. That's he because took, of your, that was your team's fault. Nobody no, told it's you your fault. To take it was any, the Cowboys' fault that Any year. bait set by McLovin, it's your fault for taking. You know that. Cowboys blew it. So, yes, Tom, he would eat something out of somebody's pocket. <laughs> Got it. Honestly, some of the stuff McLovin tweets, even Albert Breer's like, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's be factual. Wow. All right. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and me all season long for free. And get in the zone with AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Tom Pelissero still here, which Tommy we P. love, which we love. Well, being All right. So, Kyler Murray has no uh, injury designation. And um, so, I, f I feel like this is like a few good men, you know, 
if Santiago <laughs> was ordered not to be touched, then why does he be transferred off the base? Why does he need to be after my segment with you guys why too? Why does I forgot he need to be transferred off the base? So if he has no injury <laughs> designation. Are we going to see him Sunday or what? We'll see what they actually list him as. My guess is they list him as questionable. The final injury report will come out today. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's very close is what I've been told. He's very close. They're saying he has no physical restrictions. Jonathan Gannon was talking about how good he's looked in practice. Yeah. The question is just, is he going to be functioning at a high enough level? It's a lot of rust that you're going out there with. It's a new system. The Ravens are in town. You would like to continue to build more reps. You would also be thinking, too, Mm -hmm. how are they dividing reps in practice between him and Josh Dobbs? Is he getting the full first-team reps he normally would? You would anticipate not, unless they've managed to keep this abundantly quiet, and he's actually starting this week. So there's a lot of different moving parts. I would say this. There was a sense in the league, going back to the offseason, that we were not going to see Kyler Murray all year that whether it was either the Cardinals' decision or whether it was Kyler Murray's decision of just, hey, this team sucks, I don't want to be out there. Right. Yet here we are, it's not in the end of October, and we are on the precipice of seeing Kyler Murray on the field. My understanding is the Cardinals want to get a true evaluation here. It's about Kyler for them. Obviously, it's about Kyler for the rest of the league. One way or another, you're hoping that he plays really well, and either he's your franchise quarterback or you can get something really good in a league where there's not enough quarterbacks, and you're probably going to have a, a really high draft pick here everything i've heard for all the stuff that's been said about kyler and there's Mm -hmm. plenty of fair criticism of kyler in terms of questioning just kind of the overall approach and everything it goes back to when he was at oklahoma and just his personality the way that some teams took that in terms of can we see this guy being a franchise quarterback yeah but everything i have heard from arizona going all the way back to the offseason back to training camp has been a plus on kyler in terms of even though he knew he wasn't playing he's in every meeting he's engaged he's learning so Maybe it's him and Jonathan Gannon. They got a little bit of, I think, some similarities in their personalities. You know, maybe that's a combination that's good for Kyler. Let's see. I'm fascinated to see. Drew Petzing, you know, with a lot of challenges, including the quarterback who got there like a week before the season, has been pretty, you know, hey. done a pretty good job with that offense. And Gannon, for a team that knows they're overmatched, has done a really good job of getting those guys at least to go out there and play hard every week. Well, listen, um, if you had told anybody back in late August that the Cardinals would be 1-6, going into week eight, it would be because Jonathan Gannon is totally lost based on, you know, the way the the videos came out of Arizona, the way he was talking to Rondell Moore. And then are you taking the bus? Are you taking the, the yourself? You drive all of that stuff. It'd be just like, what is Jonathan Gannon doing? He's lost. The team doesn't respect him. They're not, they're not, they're not picking up what he's selling. And they are one and six, but it's the exact opposite They've been in every game. They've been dynamic. Josh Dobbs being brought in, that's a clear sign that they're tanking. Now they're 1-6. and six. They're bringing Buda Baker and Kyler Murray back. Uh, I w- couldn't have been more wrong about the Arizona Cardinals with the exception of their record, which is what I assumed they would be based on watch- everything else that they've put out there yeah. between you know February and August. You, you but- can see, like, go back to, you know, let's say the Urban Meyer year in Jacksonville. And there was a lot of other things going on there, obviously. But you would watch their games and you would go, oh my God, this is awful. Right. Like, this is unwatchable. They were horrible on offense. You know, it didn't look like guys always were playing right. hard. You watch the Cardinals, and even though they're one in six, every game you're like, they're in this. No doubt. They've got a shot here. Dobbs has been fun to watch. He's yeah. good. He's good. Him and Petsy were together in Cleveland. They had a really good relationship. That's part of why they made the trade. They yeah. just... You know, Colt McCoy didn't have a very good camp. 
Um, Clayton Toon, maybe he's a guy down the line. He's just not ready at this point. So it was, okay, let's go out and get a guy who at least knows the system, can plug and play quickly. Dobbs is like one of the best dudes in the NFL, too. So everybody immediately kind of rallies around him. And, I mean, they got a few veterans on that team. They got their challenges. Zach Ertz just went on IR. James Connors on IR. But week in, week out, you watch them, and you don't know the names on the back of the jerseys, but you watch the team, and you go – like these guys are at least giving it their all here. And so uh, Brock Purdy gets concussed at the end of the Monday night game. It looks like it's going to be Sam Darnold. Is there some unwritten change, unannounced change, as to the way the NFL is handling concussions where you get concussed in one week, you are out for the next week. There's still a protocol to go through, but there does appear to be no chance of any player coming back the very next week after they've been put into the concussion protocol. There have been a few this year of guys who have been in the protocol and come back and played the following week. It's definitely a lower percentage than we've probably seen in years past. Brock Purdy was limited yesterday, which means he's already, I believe, at the fourth step in the concussion protocol. So there's a chance. We'll see what he does today. You need to get him to full participation, then get him out there. I think that more than anything, we sit back and look at this, and a lot of teams sit back and look at this and say, is it worth it? Is it worth it to put the guy out the week after? Because of, you know, Tua last year, Mm -hmm. even though obviously the Dolphins, there was an investigation and it was a back injury and all those things. But we on the outside look at it and just say it it put him, you know, he ended up in a a difficult position. Yeah, say the least. Um, You have, you know, other situations. Kenny Pickett last year had two concussions in a very short period of time. I think that more than anything, it's... There is a protocol. Everything has to go. An independent neurologist has to clear you. This is not team doctors willy-nilly making competitive decisions. But at some point, it's okay, yeah, you're cleared, but do we really want to do it? Because if you get two concussions in a very short period of time, six, seven days apart, we know you're missing a month. At that point now, you are missing a long period of time, and it can be dangerous for you. Again, I would fully anticipate Brock Purdy is going to you know push to do everything that he can The doctors are going to do the right thing, and the 49ers are going to have to make decisions. And if Brock Purdy ends up out there on Sunday against the Bengals, which, as you mentioned, would be a relatively rare occurrence here, it's because every single box got checked. With Purdy, too, it's a shorter week because it happened on Monday Night Football. You go back and you watch the play where, my understanding is, it was believed to happen on the first of the two consecutive sneaks. Right. He had the overhead angle. Jordan Hicks comes in. Oh, my goodness. Not a, not a, I don't think it's a dirty play. It's just the reality of, we talk about the tush, push, brotherly shove, whatever. It's like, well, right. there's times, though, where that can be a dangerous play. And he gets, you know, torpedoed in the head. Yeah. Throws two interceptions after that. Uncharacteristic mistakes. Doesn't feel well after the game. You know, and ends up in the, the concussion protocol. Um, you look at those types of situations, and I think that they're being evaluated as thoroughly as they ever have. And you just want to make sure that you're not putting somebody in a position where, you know, forget about the competitive stuff because you are losing the guy. If a guy has two concussions back-to-back, that's a month, generally speaking. That's an IR-type situation. But it's also long-term health of Brock Purdy, long-term stability at the quarterback position. Is it the right thing for us to put him out there? Those will all be conversations they have this week, and the conversations don't even have a chance to take place if the independent doctor doesn't clear. Right, and this is why you traded Trey Lance away because you believed Darnold is the man of the moment in these types of situations. You beat and, him out. And and I, I fully expect to see Darnold out there, and I expect him to perform well. That That's what my expectation level is, because that's just the way, um, you know, I think things work there in San Francisco. Well, that's and if Sam Darnold sense. comes out, 
and they beat the Bengals with him at quarterback. He's going there, Chris. You're going to have your overreaction segment on Monday. <laughs> I watch the show. You're going to have there a is. lot of you're going to you're going to so have a excited. lot of fun with that. I already have it typed out. <laughs> it's already in my document. This guy over First there. one. Listen, Brock, Purdy, right. Brock Purdy's played at you know an off the charts level. Forget yes. being the Mister Irrelevant last pick in the draft. Just as a quarterback, he's played unbelievably. So it's not fair to him to say you miss a game. Of course, and now we I've should be talking about it. someone else. But don't think that somewhere in the back of his head, there's not a hey, I got to do everything to be out there because it's just like you know for years with Brett Favre in Green Bay, he got the job because Don Mikowski got knocked out of a game in 1992, and Favre, who had been at the Falcons in '91, he goes to Green Bay. It's Week Four, I think. And nobody's, you know, thinking about him, even though they gave up a first-round pick to get him. And Mikowski gets knocked out. Favre goes in. Everybody talked about Favre played, what, 270 consecutive games, whatever it was. One of the driving forces through his entire career was, if I miss this game, somebody might do the same thing to me. If I miss a snap, somebody else is coming in. And that's where he played with a broken thumb. And he played through all kinds of different ailments. What happens in 2007, they're in the midst of a run to the NFC Championship game. He gets knocked out of a game in Dallas. Aaron Rodgers comes in, looks pretty good for two and a half quarters, and they moved on from him after the season. <laughs> there is something to it. It's This isn't an ankle. This isn't an ACL. Right. Brock Purdy can't push through this. But the psychology of these guys, especially the ones who didn't have an opportunity, and they got it for a reason, in Brock Purdy's case, because multiple quarterbacks got hurt, Right. you know those guys want to find a way to be on the field. It's just the reality of how the NFL works. And Burrow is 100% in the 90 seconds we have left. He says he's 100%. It certainly seems like it. I mean, he looked the best, the best he had looked and the best he yeah. said he's going felt into the going bye. into the bye. A calf's not going to heal with one week off. You really need a month. But he tried it for a month in camp and then did it again. So it's, it's going to be a thing that he's going to be going through the rest of the season. But he is in better shape than he's been throughout this entire time. Fantastic. All right. So are you in studio on Sunday, too? I'll be with you. All right. Just saw Andy Gregg. Uh, sounds like he's got some fun stuff he's planned. Got, so okay. We got some ideas. Yeah, apparently it's like a 20th anniversary uh, celebration because we're not on the air the actual 20th, celebration, 20th anniversary celebration weekend. It's the Dolphins and Chiefs. And somehow I'm here. I've been here for, Fantastic. what, seven of them? So I'm, I'm excited. Fantastic. All right, anything else? We got about 90, 50 seconds to go. Anybody Bench else? Bench all of them, Brockman. Questionable on your, uh, on your team? You know? If you're going to take the wind out of my sails, I mean... <laughs> Don't blame me. Jeez. What do you got? Uh, oh, last thing, too, I, I guess. We were saying, uh, would there ever be a penalty on a Hail Mary? Ever? I mean, you saw the two guys who were wrapping up the receiver yeah. last night, right? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, the ball hit the ground because two guys are pulling down one. If Godwin turns around, the Bucks are winning that game. Dude, and we're having a totally different conversation today. Right. Totally different. I yeah, oh, I, I guess the uh, – shoot. We got 20 seconds. Is <laughs> Are you concerned about Josh Allen's shoulder? He's been dealing with it for a couple of weeks. Right. You know, he banged it up, but he's taken most of the reps. I mean, yeah, it's the quarterback's throwing shoulder. And it's a guy who likes to run, so it's something we'll be monitoring for sure. All right, Tom Pelissero here. Miles Garrett, thank him. Tom's sticking around after class for one more Roku segment. Have a great weekend, everybody.